0: Okay, troops, here's how we're gonna win this war. We're gonna get out on that battlefield and we are going to wave the white flag of surrender. Can I let you in on some important battle strategy? The good fight of faith is not fought with sheer willpower or personal drive. It's actually fought by waving the white flag of surrender to God. Deborah waved the white flag of surrender. She chose not to fight against her God-given design as a woman. But, but she went into battle as an affirmer, a receiver, a life giver. Eve disobeyed God's command, and ever since, a battle has raged in all of our hearts. A battle for authority, a battle for truth, a battle for trust. But God is calling us into a movement of women who surrender to his will. It's a movement of women who trust him, who walk in the truth of his word. Deborah surrendered to God, and she left a legacy that still inspires us today. As we study Deborah's life today, let's consider the mark we may leave on future generations as we surrender to God's goodwill for our lives. Come on, let's join Aaron now. Okay, I have a question, and I really want to know
1: your
2: answer. Specifically, how do you encourage your husband? I usually just try to not be critical yeah. and look at the things that he does well and how the Lord is using him and tell him. Mm. Just the other day, he received a note from someone that he's helping, he's encouraging, and he said, I can't believe that he wrote that. And it's a person that you wouldn't expect that, that he would write that. And I said, you're the servant of the Most High. Mm. And he's he's acknowledging the things you're doing and the Lord is using you. So just try to look at those things and not try to look at the things that he does not do well in Mm -hmm. my opinion (laughs) that he Mm -hmm. could be doing better so it's a battle but you know you have to keep be conscious about it yeah
0: yes that's true I think my husband really feels encouraged when I'm just with him
2: Mm -hmm. Like
0: he loves just to hang out and have fun and go out and do something or even just sit together on the couch and watch his favorite show but I think companionship yeah. goes a long way i think my husband is very
1: encouraged when i take his advice mm. it's happened many mm. times that yeah. he's advised me to do something and i didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to it yeah. someone else gave me the same advice and suddenly it was yeah very interesting <laughs> right. to me yeah. and um that's not encouraging so yeah. just and he is
2: wise mm-hmm. he does give good advice mm-hmm. so to take his advice i think is encouraging and you know what erin ask his advice mm. not only take it sometimes mm. i run to do something that I feel is right, and I forget to go to him and say, what do you think about this? Even with the ministry, he he likes it when I come to him. What do you think about this? Yeah. And sometimes you know, I forget to do that. So.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I find the same thing. And it's always helpful, whatever mm-hmm. he has to yes. say. Because I make this assumption, yes. like, I know, I know what he's going to mm-hmm. say. But he always has some new insight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think. Ask his advice. Yes. That's my nugget. I'm going to take that home yeah. today. Well, I'm back with Laura and Laura, and we are looking at the life of Deborah. It's recorded in Judges 4 through 5. And we've talked about lots of things we admire about Deborah, like mm-hmm. that she's a woman of valor, and she's a woman of influence, and she's a woman who knows and lives God's word. But I think we might have missed something obvious. Deborah was a woman. Mm-hmm. She was the only woman judge. There was 12 judges in the book of Judges, and Deborah is the only Woman listed. And we're going to look at that and see what that has to tell us about our own womanhood. So let's go back to the story. It's found in Judges chapter 4, and we're going to have a little geography lesson. Laura B., how good are you at geography? Terrible.
0: Terrible. Terrible.
1: (laughs) Okay, great. Well, there's going to be a quiz, so pay close attention. I'm going to read us Judges 4, 1 through 5. We've read them before, but we've read them looking for names. We've read them looking for how long Israel endured oppression. This time we're looking for places. Maybe make a mental list as we go. Judges 4, 1 through 5. And the people of Israel, again, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazer. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Hergosheth, Hegahim. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, for he had 900 chariots of iron and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at the time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. All right, here's the quiz. Mm -hmm. Three questions only. Where did Jabin live? Canaan. Yep, he was from Canaan Mm -hmm. in Hazor, it says. Okay, where did Sisera live? Harasheth Hagoyim. Ooh, that's a tough one to say. That's right. And where did Deborah live? In Ramah and Bethel. Okay none of those names mean much to me I'm not sure if they mean much to you but here's what we need to know Mm -hmm. Deborah lived about five miles north of Jerusalem Jerusalem should ring some bells for us because it was the hub of activity for God's Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. and she lived pretty far to the south of some of these Canaanite strongholds that's what we're mentioning here where these Canaanite rulers lived Ah, so she wasn't in the midst of it she wasn't in the midst of it it Ah. wasn't in her backyard the fight had not yet come to her and yet we're going to see her get involved and I think that can speak to Mm -hmm. some of the things we're going to talk about I'm going to read a quote I think it's also a helpful lens as we jump in here it's from a pastor and it's talking about masculinity and femininity and yes we're going to go there I know it's a lightning rod I know these are tender topics to talk about Mm -hmm. but they're important topics to talk about the quote goes like this the heart of mature femininity is a freeing disposition to affirm That's what you're talking about, Laura. Mm -hmm. Receive and nurture, strengthen leadership from worthy men in ways appropriate to a woman's differing relationship. So Mm. different right there. That's Mm -hmm. countercultural. Yes. And Mm complementary that we affirm something in men also countercultural. So I want to go back to the text. Laura, can I assign you kind of a big chunk? Sure. I'd love for you to read Judges 4, 4 through 14, 10 verses.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came up to her for judgment. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinuam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you? Go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking ten thousand from the people of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun, and I will draw out Sisera, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the river Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand. Barak said to her, If you will go with me, I will go, but if you will not go with me, I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the road on which you are going will not lead to your glory, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman." Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called out Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh, and ten thousand men went up at his heels, and Deborah went up with him. Now, Haber the Kenite had separated from the Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, the father in law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far away as the oak in Zananim, which is near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera called out all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the men who were with him from Harasheth Hagoyim to the river Kishon. And Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hand. Does not the Lord go out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. There's a lot of things we could talk about
1: in this passage, and we've talked about many of them. You know, primarily we need to look at scripture Mm -hmm. to see the character of God. We need to look for the impression of the gospel. But there's other threads we could pull on here that have application to our lives. I want to talk about how Deborah related to Barak. How did she respond to male leadership? Now, this is a woman and a man in Mm -hmm. ancient Israel. But the application for us is, as people in the church... As mm-hmm. God's people, how do we relate to each other in the church? How do we relate to each other in our homes? So as you hear those verses again, you've heard them before. Specifically, how did Deborah
2: affirm male leadership? What do you see, Laura? I think she encouraged him to step up and do God's work. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord had was calling Barak, and he was being disobedient or just waiting and delaying, and she just encouraged him. Come on, step
1: up. Yeah. What do you mm-hmm. see
2: as you're looking at that again?
0: I see that she's honest and specific. She's Mm -hmm. very clear in her encouragement. And so that doesn't leave things like nebulous. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes women can kind of try to manipulate and guilt a man into doing something. Mm. She's very direct and clear to set him up Mm -hmm. for the next right step.
2: Right. And she did it in a positive way. Like she didn't say, you are being a coward or you are being disobedient. She just said, has not the Lord told you before that you need to do this. And yeah,
1: so. she doesn't diminish him yeah. at all. No.
2: She doesn't call him names. She doesn't right. make him feel
1: small. Mm-hmm. Um, she's short. that That's what I see. I, mm-hmm. I, can, I can use many, many words when a few would work. Um, <laughs> and um, she is short
0: to the point without mm-hmm. shaming him at all. Right. And we know from his response that her tone of voice was mm-hmm. amenable because he's like, well, I want you to go with me. Right. If she was crabby <laughs> and like yeah cutting him down he yeah. would not have asked right. her he
1: would have been like woman you stay back here yes, yes. instead he's like okay I yeah. see
0: a, a companion and a helper mm-hmm. in you so right. will you go with me
1: and again this is a specific man it's a specific mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. How, not her husband and not her husband mm-hmm. right so how do we make the leap to us, to mm-hmm. our relationships with men, what are the principles that we can take here that are applicable and biblical, and what's unique to this story? And mm-hmm. I think, I think to understand that, we need to head from the palm of Deborah to another tree. Let's go to Genesis three, and the reason I want to take us to Genesis three is because this is the first time we see the four D cycle that we've been mm-hmm. talking about: mm. disobedience, discipline desperation, deliverance. Adam and Eve disobeyed God's command that they not eat the fruit of the knowledge Mm -hmm. of good and evil. And because of that disobedience, they experienced discipline. Mm -hmm. And I want to focus on that discipline. Let's read the curse. We're going to skip where the Lord cursed the serpent, not Mm -hmm. because it's not inspired or important, (laughs) but it doesn't uh, pertain to our conversation in this episode. But I do want to talk about uh, the Lord's curse on Adam and Eve. Laura, can you read us Genesis three sixteen through 19?
2: To the woman he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you, In pain, You shall eat of it all the days of your life. You know, we know
1: this story if we've read the Bible very long at all. We learned it in Sunday school, right? Right. There was some sinful passivity in Adam. God gave him the command Mm -hmm. to not eat from Mm -hmm. the fruit, and he abdicated that leadership. The results were disastrous. Eve, we see sinful desire to control in her. She's going to take over. She's going to disobey God, and she did, Mm -hmm. and it was disastrous. Let me read us verse 16. To the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Now we could swap birth stories endlessly, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to hone in on the second part. Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you.
0: Ooh. have you seen this in your own life? That's interesting that your version says that because mine says your desire shall be contrary to your husband, mm-hmm. but he shall rule over you. So I can, I can see how they kind of Dovetail. Sure. Oh Laura, you've been Certain. married the longest. Yes, 34 mm. years. 34 years. How have and you seen
2: this curse? Many times I think I have a better idea, and sometimes I might have a better idea, but I cannot impose it on him or manipulate him into it. I just have to wait and pray that the Lord will, you know, show that to him as well, and that happens, and he'll get around it, and we'll end up better. <laughs> as we listen to each other, you know, because he knows that I'm, I'm listening to the Lord as well. Yeah. Does this ever happen? You, you share your
1: idea in a way that's respectful and Fausto chooses his own idea. And then how do
2: we respond? Yes, and then we just have to believe God because in the end, I'm not submitting to Fausto, I'm submitting to God mm-hmm. and know that he is in the word, he's praying, so he's also li- listening from God and I just submit to God and wait And pray. Yeah. Well, for me, it
0: has always flared its ugly head in the form of self righteousness. Mm. I feel like my walk with the Lord is more noble and my desires for, you know, spiritual things and whatever are are better. Um, But the Lord really opened my eyes to recognize. Ryan's walk with him, and mm-hmm. Ryan's faithfulness, and what it looks like, and to respect that, mm-hmm. and not to always be putting it down, instead to get mm-hmm. behind him and cheer him on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. compare it to yours. Yeah. Well,
1: I think some of us do this. We live out this curse in quiet, manipulative ways, mm-hmm. and some of us do it in loud, obnoxious ways, and some of us are like me, and do it in all the ways. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but men and women both—we both need the Spirit's help mm-hmm. to resist the temptations to control each other or to Mm -hmm. respond to each other in ways that are sinful but Mm -hmm. this is the women of the bible podcast and we're women so we're going to focus there and see what can we learn about deborah about some of these tendencies to relate Mm -hmm. to men that are outside of god's design let's head from genesis back to judges should be easy to find judges by Mm -hmm. now and kind of pick apart again, even closer under the mi- magnifying glass, how Deborah responded to Barak. I'm going to read us Judges 4, 6 again. She sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, go, gather your men at Mount Tabor, taking 10,000 from the respective of Naphtali and the people of Zebulun? We've said it before. I think it's worth repeating. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell Barak what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. She communicated the Lord's words. And Mm -hmm. I'm in an interesting, I'll be interested in your input because you all have been parents longer than I have. I'm in an interesting tension with my own children. My oldest just turned 13 Mm -hmm. and he's turning from boy to man. And I have a sense of change in our relationship in where me just telling him what to do in the ways I might have when he was a toddler don't work anymore. There's a desire in him, a growing desire in him for me to respect him. Now, he's not a man. He's 13. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to run our household or anything like that. But I'm talking to my husband often like, how do I now parent this young man Mm -hmm. out of respect instead of just mandating, bud, you need to do this. You're going to do this, do this, do that. I don't don't, I'm learning. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm new. It's new for me. But I wonder about your input out of communicating from a place of respect with the men in your world. It could be our husbands, our pastors, our sons, our grandsons, mm-hmm. our neighbors.
2: How do we communicate from a place of respect? I guess the words we use, the tone we use, not putting people down or, or men around us down or even women, mm-hmm. others down. But, you know, communicating respect and not coming across too self-righteous like you were saying. And mm-hmm. I, think,
1: I think she... Communicated in ways that were respectful. Mm-hmm. She didn't demand. She didn't tell Barack what to do. But she was also a responder. She yes. responds first to God, mm-hmm. and then she also responds to Barack. Let me take us back to Judges four. I'm going to read us Judges four nine. And she said, "I will surely go with you." Um, she responds to what he asks her to do. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be responders? And and all of this feels very foreign to us, but to be responders to men, maybe versus initiators.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, um, I just recently worked through the True Woman course, Mm -hmm. which is amazing to me. And when it comes to being a responder, what I learned is that doesn't just mean saying, yes, I will go with you in every Mm -hmm. case. It means being wise and discerning about your response Mm -hmm. and having the appropriate response, but yes, responding to Mm -hmm. that leadership when it's
2: appropriate. And letting him take the initiative because you're going to respond, you know. You, you don't take the initiative if you if you want him to take the leadership, you know. And Deborah models this first mm-hmm. in her,
1: her relationship with the Lord. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, we've already said that. We
1: see in her a woman who heard and understood the word of the Lord and responded to the word of the Lord mm-hmm. in the ways that he called her yes. to be a prophetess and a judge. And that is has to be true for me. If I get those reversed mm-hmm. and I try to learn how to relate to God yeah. in the ways I relate to my hu- the human mm-hmm. men in my life, the whole thing goes haywire. <laughs> but if I try to learn to relate to the human men in my life as an outflow of the way that I relate mm-hmm. to God, there's still some haywire-ness. I invented a word there because <laughs> I'm still human and they're still human. But things are rightly ordered. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: As you're talking, I am picturing so many things. So in my early years of marriage, I would often give my husband a script. Kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, and say like, you need to say this X, Y, Z back to me. (laughs) That's not being a responder Mm -hmm. and allowing, like giving him the dignity of having his own thoughts. And letting him hear from the Lord Mm -hmm. and search out the scriptures Mm -hmm. and then to lead me well. So that was really helpful
1: good thank you well so we see that she's a respecter of persons mm-hmm. of men mm-hmm. we see that she's a responder but we also see that she's a helper if we mm-hmm. keep looking again at verse 14 and deborah said to barack up for this is the day which the lord has given sister into your hands does not the lord go out before you what this reminds me of is a different battle which is where moses is overseeing a battle of the Israelites and he has helpers that physically Mm -hmm. hold up his arms arms right Right.
0: because as long as he's holding his arms up Mm -hmm. they're winning they're winning is that right Right. okay
1: this reminds me of that because she's brock's not waiting for deborah to give him the word i don't think it's not like when deborah says fight Mm -hmm. i'm gonna fight Mm -hmm. but she's She's holding up those arms Mm -hmm. in a way that is a helper. And yes, uh, we're just laying it all out here. We're, we're saying we don't do this perfectly, Mm -hmm. nor do we fully know how to do it perfectly. Right. One way that I struggle is that I sometimes manipulate others under the guise of helping them. Like, Mm -hmm. let me just help you. Mm -hmm. Let me just help you do that better. So it goes my way. Let me just help you do that (laughs) differently. (laughs) Let me just help you. And You know, it's not only women who are helpers. Mm -hmm. My husband helps me in a million ways. My sons help me in a million ways. Mm -hmm. The men in my church help me in a million ways. My pastor helps me in a million ways. We help each other. But what does it mean to help others in uniquely feminine ways Mm -hmm. that aren't manipulative?
2: I guess, like we said before, come alongside and be there to encourage and affirm. and Like she said to him, up! Go, get up and go and not and not diminish them and not Mm -hmm. um, fill them with doubt about themselves, that they're not doing things right, but affirming their strengths. Yeah,
1: I think for me, it means helping men in the things that are of interest to them, that Mm -hmm. they are gifted in, that are very rarely in the things that are of interest to me, like getting on board With the things that they're involved in, the ministries where they're serving, Mm -hmm. the ways the Lord is using them, Mm -hmm. rather than I'm doing this thing over
0: here. Can you Mm -hmm. come help me like Mm -hmm. going to where they are? That reminds me of our women's ministry team. So Mm -hmm. we have our, our core values we use the acronym of SEEDS for each of our core values for our women's ministry and our very first one is the S is for STRENGTHEN Mm. because we really want to strengthen the male leadership in our church we want to strengthen the church as a whole instead of just kind of I think women's ministry teams can kind of be their own little Mm -hmm. church right? (laughs) like a church within a church and do their own little thing but it keeps us accountable Mm -hmm. to like are we strengthening these men that God himself not just because they're interested in it not just because Mm -hmm. Whatever, but because God Himself has established them as yeah. male leadership in our church, mm. how can we strengthen them? Strengthen- and be all about their vision, not just our own. I think yes. that's a beautiful way to think
1: of being a helper mm-hmm. as a strengthener.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. like and that's not pillars. The same as a manipulator,
0: right?
2: like the song awesome. says, as pillars in the palace, mm. they can have great. Uh, burdens on top of them. You know, mm-hmm. they can carry great uh, weights. Mm-hmm. And they are strong. And we as women, we are the weak vessel, but we can also be strong women that can help our husbands and instill courage in them. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so she's a helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's also a truth speaker. You know, we see oh, that yeah. in this verse. She says, up!
0: Must be. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
1: sometimes, you know, this discussion about what does it mean to be a woman and relate to men? what, How do we relate to each other? we can wrongfully assume that, well, it means to be silent. We don't see that Mm -mm. anywhere in Scripture. We certainly Mm -hmm. don't see it Mm -hmm. in Deborah's story. She was one woman, and God used her so mightily. And God can use each of us in unique ways, not in the same way he used Deborah. But it's countercultural to just start here. It's countercultural to just start with, I care about manhood and womanhood. Mm-hmm. It's countercultural to just start with, I want to know what the Bible says about manhood and womanhood. It's countercultural to go, I'm going to seek to live out these principles knowing that I won't do it perfectly. And we don't just be countercultural to be countercultural. We do mm-hmm. count- we're right. countercultural to be salt. Mm-hmm. And light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're biblical. <laughs> we're biblical, right? Good news. This is good for us. <laughs> it is good news to live, and it world. needs to, to point mm-hmm. to something bigger than manhood and womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to point to the beauty of the gospel. That's right. why these things ultimately matter, not to shape us mm-hmm. as who we are. Laura, I would love to hear um, what God is doing in Latin America. He's using this
2: conversation that we're having here. Mm-hmm to open women's hearts to the gospel. Tell us about it. Yes, yes. Well, it all started when we went to Truman 08. And we were believers, we were in the Bible, but we had not come to understand how the gospel intersects with who we are, men or women. We were just believers. Mm -hmm. And there is a role to play. So we got back home and we just saw that so clearly. And then when we started doing these messages in Spanish, women started embracing their God-given roles Mm. in their homes, as mothers, as wives, in the workplace. But they just understood that as women, they were beautiful, they were valued, they were strong, they had a role to play, and they just embraced that. And then you see that, you see the effects of that in their families, in their marriages, in their children, and it's been beautiful to see. So the gospel is not... And attached to our lives, as you know, in in our gender, yeah, it it's part of it. It's all right. part of it. Mm.
0: Right. I love Nancy Demas Walgumuth's book, Adorned. Yes, and that word comes to mind as you're talking. I I can just picture the mm-hmm. women in Latin America adorning the gospel mm-hmm. by living according to God's plan for yes. women. Mm. This is mm-hmm. just so beautiful yes. to see. Just like mm-hmm. the flowers on the hillside mm-hmm. or the ocean waves obeying His command. Yeah women who are living in that model are yes. just stunning mm-hmm. and bring him all the glory.
1: You know, there are some who hold Deborah up as an example of women leading over men, of mm-hmm. women triumphing over men, of of leading in ways that are tough mm-hmm. or angry or take charge. Or some who would say, "Look at Deborah. You you mm-hmm. guys don't actually even mm-hmm. believe this because look at Deborah." What would you say to those people who would use Deborah as an
2: archetype for womanhood that doesn't necessarily adorn the gospel. I don't know if we can say this, how we're wording it, but she was an exception. I mean, men were usually the judges. And she was just one woman that God used in a specific time of the history of Israel that was not the best time. And she did it still in a feminine way. Mm -hmm. So she did not take over. She did not go, like women did not usually go to battle then. So she did not go herself to the battle to fight the the canaanites she called the men who were the leaders who, usually the judges were the ones that went to the battle mm-hmm. and she did not go she called the man that she thought that the lord had spoken to so she he he, he could step up and do what the lord had called him to do
1: yeah. and I, I i look at it and go the fact that deborah stepped up to lead was not not a right. sign of cultural health Exactly. It, the, the things were not going well. Yes. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Yes. Um, it was a shameful time for them at that time. So it's not a, an example of, yes. oh, it, here's, here's a woman
2: led mm-hmm. society that's thriving. Yeah. That's not what's happening. And yet she had her role as a helper. Mm-hmm. She helped Barack. Yeah.
1: I hope women will fight for true womanhood. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to fight for it on social media. I don't know that that's fruitful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want us to debate it. But in our own lives, that's the battleground, right? Mm -hmm. That we would seek to live out these qualities we see so Mm -hmm. clearly in Deborah. She Mm -hmm. was a word-filled woman. Yes. She was a responder to God and Mm -hmm. then to others. She was a nurturer. She was a mother in Israel. She was a helper. You know, there's maybe a temptation to think, the fire around these topics is just too hot. I mean, it is a bonfire and I don't want to be near it. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I'm i going to focus on other parts of walking with the Lord because I have a lot mm-hmm. of questions about this manhood, womanhood stuff. And I'm just going to, you know, relegate it to the, the back closet of my mind and my heart. Or I, I'm not going to be interested in God's design for the church, for the home. I'll let other people consider that what's at stake when we don't fight for the ways that these topics in particular manhood womanhood are designed adoring the gospel what's at stake Mm.
0: well first of all when I look at chapter five here of the song of Deborah and Barak I see that it matters that we fight for righteousness Mm -hmm. and that we are mindful of the Lord's cause and and we're we're ready. We're available. So even verse twenty three. I mean, he asks the different people groups like, where were you? You know, why were you with the flocks? Why were you just wondering whether or not you should engage? And in verse twenty three, especially, that pops out to me. He says, "Curse Merahs because they did not come to the help of the Lord. To the help of the Lord against the mighty." Now that's kind of interesting because we were like, well, the Lord won this battle. He doesn't need our help. And yet, how amazing that He does call us into this with him yeah. like be on my side you know come on this is good over evil and good mm-hmm. will triumph over evil you matter like I see him looking over all the earth and looking at me and saying you go get up let's engage in this battle
2: I think I think we leave the battlefield when we leave our our area of influence which is as women is our home and I think when we leave that battlefield we are leave, leaving it for the enemy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think the women have, women have a strategic role to play in the family. And when they are seduced by the ideas that, like you were saying, oh, be empowered or or take the role that, you, you're so gifted, you know, go out there and, and fight this other battle. But there is this battle that is very important in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is the family, and that we are losing to the culture. Mm. And so as women, we are not being salty enough, you know, living our womanhood and, and teaching our kids uh, who God is, who they are, as boys, as girls. I think we're just leaving the door open for the enemy and the lies.
0: Mm. It takes so much time and attention and mm-hmm. intention
2: mm-hmm.
0: as a woman to... Disciple yeah. your children, yes. you know, day upon day, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes I f- I believe the myth that I can just kind of do it in the margin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I can't. Like it is a, a daily
2: mm-hmm.
0: walking alongside mm-hmm. and um, having all of our hearts transformed by yeah. the gospel as we walk with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it, it is daily,
2: and so it, it takes that, time. So that's work. a battle, mm-hmm. and then there's a battle in churches mm-hmm. where older women need to come in, younger women, and just come alongside of them and and remind them of God's like Deborah reminded Barak. You know, hasn't the Lord told you, you know, the Lord the Lord is with you, He's alongside of you, He's helping you, He's strengthening you. It's it's a long battle. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a stretch, but He's there and you're doing great and He's with you. He's our captain. So I think the battle is not out there in the culture. The battle is in our hearts. It's in our homes And we are just being seduced to fight other battles that are not, you know. So
0: good. I think this is kind of off topic of what you asked. But what comes to mind, too, is if we're not prepared Mm -hmm. to engage in the battle. Mm -hmm. It sometimes takes time. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, perhaps a woman is listening to this and she thinks, yes, I want to engage. Like, I I don't want to run away Mm -hmm. from it. It's okay to prepare To engage. In fact, it's why it's all warriors do. Yes, exactly. To do some learning um, and some digging and research and conversation to know how to enter it with compassion and truth. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: as we wrap up this episode, I wanted to pull from something we call the True Woman Manifesto, and it's not the inspired Word of God. It pulls from biblical principles, but it is a document we have here at Reviver Hearts that just affirms that we believe and we desire to live what God says in his word about what it means to be women, women of God, women of valor, as we've been calling Deborah. We won't read the whole thing, but I wanted to read some we believe statements, and they just put a steel rod in my Mm -hmm. back a bit Mm -hmm. to continue to stand for righteousness, as you called it. So we'll read a couple of them, and then, Laura, if you would just end us in prayer, We believe that God is the sovereign Lord of all the universe and the creator of life, and that all created things exist for His pleasure and to bring Him glory. We believe that creation of humanity as male and female was a purposeful and magnificent part of God's wise plan, and that men and women were designed to reflect the image of God in complementary and distinct
2: ways. We believe that sin has separated every human being from God and made us incapable of reflecting His image as we were created to do. Our only hope for restoration and salvation is found in repenting of our sin and trusting in Christ who lived a sinless life, died in our place, and was raised from the dead.
0: We realize that we live in a culture that does not recognize God's right to rule, does not accept scripture as the pattern for life, and is experiencing the consequences of abandoning God's design for men and women.
2: We believe that Christ is redeeming this sinful world and making all things new, and that His followers are called to share in His redemptive purposes as they seek, by God's empowerment, to transform every aspect of human life that has been marred and ruined by sin. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we
0: desire to honor You by living countercultural lives that reflect Your beauty, and your gospel to our world. Amen. One thing I'm certain of is that God's word is good news for women. Deborah challenges all of us to evaluate our relationships, our words, priorities, behaviors in light of God's word, especially when it comes to womanhood. I hope you'll take some time to ponder what we've been talking about and ask God how he wants you to respond. Maybe some of this seems a bit foreign to you, You can explore the topic of biblical womanhood by checking out the Revive Our Hearts podcast. One series that I want to recommend to you is When Men Don't Lead, A Look at the Life of Deborah." Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth teaches through this story in great depth, and I think it might be really helpful. And another series that you might be interested in is called The True Woman Manifesto, where she unpacks that manifesto that we were just reading from. You can hear both of those series and many more at ReviveOurHearts.com. Here's some of what we'll hear next time as we continue to study the life of Deborah.
1: We don't just need a revolution of women willing to live for Jesus. We need a revolution of women willing to keep living for Jesus. Mm. You know that they don't just burn hot and then yeah. peter out. We don't just have a lot of zeal and then get squashed by the world and then have no zeal and just we tread water just for the rest of our years. Do it when it's comfortable for us.
0: Right. I'm Laura Booz. I'll see you next time on the Women of the Bible podcast. Women of the Bible is a production of Revive Our Hearts, calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ.